Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who's looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well-being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. Hello and welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with myself, Polly Lavarello, evergreen marketing expert and cushy business pioneer. And today we are, well, I am talking about how to create a profitable group program. This is going to be recorded in two parts, okay, because I've done my research on this one. I've really like taken the time to figure out what are the seven things I want to tell you that you need to have a profitable group program. Um, And essentially, as I looked at all of them, I was like, I would be doing you a total injustice if I tried to skim across all seven of them in one episode. So instead, I'm dividing this into two parts. And it goes without saying that this is part one. Um, Yeah, part one on how to build your profitable group program. Now, you may be thinking, do I need a group program? Do I want a group program? I tried a group program. It didn't work out very well. I have a group program. It's not selling very well. Whatever whatever your story is around group programs, believe me, you're going to feel differently about them by the time you've listened to these two episodes. There will be something in these episodes that will help you to either audit your existing group program to understand why perhaps it's not filling as easily as you'd like it to, why perhaps it doesn't feel as good delivering it as you thought it would be. Or why perhaps the idea of delivering a group program intimidates you so much and hopefully a way to feel more empowered about the process of creating and selling your group coaching program. Because don't forget the part where I mention it being profitable. But if you're at the stage where you're wondering, you know, do I even want one? Well, I will just add a little caveat I have an on-demand masterclass, um, which essentially breaks down the reasons why I am a huge fan of once you're at a stage where you have expertise behind you, where you're living and breathing that expertise, where you have clients who go, oh my God, what you do is magical. I wish I could prescribe you to all of my friends, that kind of level of expertise. Yeah. When you've got that and perhaps you're fully booked one-to-one, or maybe not fully booked one-to-one, but you have been fully booked one-to-one, so you know it's there. There's just something to do with your marketing or something to do with the way you structure your business that isn't making it consistent for you. Or perhaps you've live launched before and that went well, but you're thinking, oh, I, you know, I don't know if group programs are the one for me. They're X, Y, you know, maybe there's certain things about it that just haven't worked out for you. Then you really want to be listening to this because what I'll tell you is totally the truth. If you've been listening for a while, you know, I'll rarely come out with absolutes. But I can tell you categorically, unless you have an enormous following, and even then for those with an enormous following, it doesn't always work out. Starting off your business, if you are lacking brand authority and a big following, and you are thinking about scaling your business, selling online courses or memberships, it's like trying to kind of scale a mountain in flip-flops. Yeah, you might get some of the way there. You'll be really sweaty by the time you get to base camp and be like, woohoo, I'm this far. Of course, getting to the very top of the mountain is going to be a breeze, right? 
And, you know, ultimately, the majority of people who book discovery calls with me quite often arrive telling me that they are burnt out, that they managed to successfully sell perhaps the first 30 people onto their membership. And after that, keeping them there, bringing in more people has provided the biggest headache for them. Or similarly, that they'd spent all this time and energy and effort, bought all the different tech to create an online course and nobody wants it. Okay. And this is, I mean, this isn't uncommon or even where they are selling their online courses and they're recognizing that as per the usual statistic, 97% of those people aren't completing the online course. So they're not getting the transformation. They're not getting you know, what you'd, what you'd want for them, which means that they're not coming back with amazing testimonials and they're certainly not coming back to work with you. Okay. So this is why, you know, this is why I'm such a huge fan of group programs. You know, if you reach the stage that as a service provider, as a coach, as a therapist, you are at capacity, you know, you literally do not have any more hours in the day to put back in your business. You know, you're really good at what you do and you'd like a taste of what those other coaches around you seem to be having, which is a more spacious business that is still very profitable, where clients still get incredible results. You do get to have all of that. And a group program is basically the perfect vehicle to get you there, which is why you will hear me bang the drum repeatedly. So like I say, this isn't for everyone. You know, for some of you listening to this, it might be a bit too soon for you to be considering a group program. Or the kind of group program you create might not be quite as high ticket because you'll still be very much in beta mode. There will still be really valuable things you'll learn from listening to this today. So let's get straight into it, shall we? That was quite the intro. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you one to three of the first three fundamental things you need to have a profitable group program. And in part two, coming out next week, I will share steps four to seven. Okay, so steps one to three today. And step one is a humdinger. Step one is the foundational core to your group program. And if your group program isn't selling easily, if you are attracting in unaligned clients, if you find yourself almost turning people away on sales calls because you feel like it will damage the integrity of the container or accepting them on sales calls and then wreaking havoc inside your group programs and perhaps making you feel like you don't want to do one ever again, it's because you have messed, you have not, you probably haven't missed step one, but you probably have rushed through it far too quickly and it has landed you in hot water. And this is, this is reversible, by the way. It might take some kind of, um, you know, some uncomfortableness, but it, it, this is reversible. And if you're just getting started out, these are the things you need to think about. So step one to creating a profitable group program is who is it for? And by the way, as you're listening to this and thinking, what Poly, what does Polly know about creating group programs? It's what I live and breathe and do every single freaking day. Okay. <laughs> My containers, Elevate for Evergreen and Scale with the Power One are all about scaling with high ticket group programs. And I've supported people to be making consistent 20K to 30K months um, with their high ticket offers and beyond actually, um, in the Facebook ads um, context, I've helped even scale way beyond that into seven figures. So you're listening to someone who knows what they're saying. So please pay attention, you know, have your notebook out and pay attention to what I'm saying, because this stuff, you've probably heard some of it before, but have you sat down and implemented the damn thing? Probably not. So please pay attention. Who is it for? Now this bit, you probably already know, right? I imagine it's probably for quite a few people at this stage. And we don't want it to be too diluted. 
we don't want it to be too broad. As they say, as the common marketing phrase goes, when you speak to everybody, you speak to nobody. Okay. So we want to be really clear on who it's for. Now, one of the ways we'll be clear on who it's for is understanding what problem are you solving? And I'm going to give a little example of this in just a moment. So don't worry if you're feeling like this is a bit abstract for you right now, but right now I just want to provide the prompts because you can put them down in your notebook and do some homework around this. So the prompts are, who is it for? What problem are you solving? Is it a valuable problem? And I'm going to go into that in a moment. How aware is your ideal client of the problem? What words are they using to describe it? And what have they been doing to solve it? Okay, so now I'm going to give you, as promised, an example of what I mean. So I support a lot of people in the well-being space and I love them. <laughs> as someone who regularly receives various different types of, you know, therapy and, you know, like nutrition. And when I say therapy, I mean like the nutritional sort or the physical sort or the whatever sort, you know, like all the things. I just love that space. But, the, you know, the issue is a lot of people have the skills and knowledge and understanding of how the microbiome works and how the gut works or how the gut brain axis works or how the hypothalamus works, but they don't know how to bridge the gap between their expertise and reaching people who really need it. Because I'll tell you something for nothing, like for example, one of the things I've been told in the past when I said to a client, what do you help your clients achieve? You know, what problem do you solve? She'll say to me, oh, I help them find inner peace. Now, what price would you put on inner peace? It's a pretty valuable one, right? But in what context? Because my inner peace probably looks slightly different to your inner peace and looks slightly different from Derek's inner peace down the road. And how much does Derek or myself trust you to be the person to understand what my inner peace means to me? And what value do we place on that inner peace? Am I in a predicament right now, which means that I really value investing in somebody supporting me to find clarity, confidence, and calm, you know, and, and get closer to those goals that perhaps I've abandoned? What is true for me will look very different for others. And understand when it comes to our particular, you know, toolkit, where is there already awareness that they have a problem? Where is there the situation where perhaps your ideal client is actually proactively looking for a solution? Because those are the people who are easiest to sell to. Because what they have is something I refer to really regularly on this podcast, which is internal urgency. Internal urgency means that you don't need to persuade them that they need support. You don't need to persuade them that the transformation you provide is valuable because they are already proactively looking for it. And when we can speak to those people, selling goes from being one of those scenarios where you feel like you're helping them you know, you're, you're trying to create awareness on a sales call alongside persuade them that your way of doing things is best versus speaking to someone who has already discovered you, loves what you do, and is just basically on the call just to kind of make it official that they want to start working with you. Okay. That is the difference. So back to this inner peace kind of example, let's look at it that way. So if we're saying we help people discover more inner peace, when I say, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one, like I say, if both Derek and I were looking at your message right now and all you're promising is inner peace, I would probably look at him 
he would probably look at me and we'd be like, well, you and I can't be in the same group container because your version of inner peace is pottering around in the garden. And mine is um, having a really happy, harmonious home with my children, having uh, you know, a really great collaborative approach with my partner. And you know, whatever it is, it's going to look so different for the two of us. We all both want to be made to feel special by you, the advertiser. We'll want your message to come through in a way that really makes us feel like we're in a safe space you know, and that we can trust you with the transformation. So when we know the tools we have can help a lot of people, and I get this so regularly, you know, the amount of clients who say to me, I'm really struggling to be specific because I could help you and I could help your child and I could help your aunts and you know, I could help anyone. This all may be true, but that's not helpful to you making regular sales. And one of the really important things we need to do really early on is understand that, you know, occasionally another thing that people do in the well-being space is they'll look at someone like Gabor Mate, who's really established. In fact, let's just stick with him. I know I regularly choose him, but you know, or Alan de Botton, you know, someone who's really established and they'll look at his marketing model and say, well, this is what Gabor Mate does. Or this is what Alan de Botton does. He has a school of life. He, you know, he sells this and he sells that. So I should be doing the same, right? Wrong. <laughs> when we are looking at how we position our offering, the difference between yourself and those established brand authorities like Gabo Mate or Alan de Botton is that they could pretty much sell their, their dirty socks at this stage. They could probably fart into jars and sell them because people adore them. People trust them. People, you know, have read life-changing works by them, which means that they can pretty much sell or do anything. Not that they do, by the way. Um, I think they're very discerning what they put out there, but they could pretty much do anything at this stage and people will buy it because they are sold on the name. They're sold on Gabor. They're sold on Alan. You, my friend, unless you are listening and you, you are a brand name, which I'm sure there are a few of you, but if you are not, they are not sold on you yet. So how do we get around that? How do we ensure that we do get those case studies where people get incredible results? It's by being really specific. And it actually really helps the outcome of your client's experience working with you as well, because they come in and they know they're coming to you for, let's say, the person who wants more inner peace, it's because they're going through a divorce and they're having a really hard time. Perhaps they're struggling to show up for work. Perhaps they're being quite distant from their children. Perhaps they're just really struggling to get by. And so the inner peace that you're using your tools to support clients with is to help them feel calm and confident and to heal alongside all of that throughout the process of being in a divorce. Now, what that would mean for people who sign up to your program is already they'll understand that they are in a group container with other people on a similar journey to them. And that in and as of itself is already invaluable. It really is. The power of community, There's no, you can't put a price on it. Like I know people see, put that on sales pages all the time, say, and I'm priceless, a community. But it is very true. When you find the right community, it genuinely is priceless. When they know they're going to be surrounded by people on a similar journey, that's already powerful. And on top of that, you then get to be way more specific with your group program milestones because they're like, and when I say milestones, that, that's their way of measuring their success working with you. Because what you want most is for that client to come in with a certain predicament and leave out the other side, feeling like if they're not at the destination where they desire to be, that, that they at least have the tools to get to where they need to be moving forward, that they have left with solid foundations 
to kind of weather whatever storm there is moving forward okay we'll talk about the format of your program later on obviously don't think about that part too much at this stage but the main thing is like I say your tools can help a lot of people whether it's nutrition whether it's coaching whether it's marketing whatever that looks like but the more people you try to help the more diluted your case studies are the harder it is to find more clients and generally speaking the more diluted their experience tends to be When we really care about delivering quality experiences for our clients, we want to be really clear on who they are. And what I will say is one of the common objections to having this level of clarity around who it is that we help is I want to help loads of people. You know, and and I get that. I get that so much. But what I will say, as I say to all of my clients, is that when you create a great group program, when you are a profitable business when you've created that spaciousness, when you've created that brand authority, that buys you the basically a sustainable business that allows you to hire that team, that allows you to have more time in your calendar, in your working week, just for yourself. Which means that if you'd like to give back in any capacity, whether it's like I am right now, giving away value on a private po- on a private, so on a free podcast, or whether that's giving away value in a book or speaking on more stages, whatever that looks like, you know, or maybe even just creating a low ticket course, if that's what feels good to you, whatever it looks like, you will have the freedom to do it. But the most important thing is that with that group program, you will have essentially an evergreen engine driving consistent results into your business. And this is another thing I didn't mention at the beginning as a huge incentive as to why group programs are powerful. When you have a high ticket group program that is creating incredible client results, you know, you don't need it to be incredibly high ticket and you also don't need to be getting that many clients to be hitting six figures within a year. So for example, if you had a £3,000 offer and you had three people sign up to it every single month, that would be £9,000 a month. By the end of the year, you would, you'd already be hitting six figures. Three sales a month, that's, that's less than one sale a week. That's totally doable, right? So this is why this is such a powerful business model for your business in those earlier stages. Because once you hit six figures, hiring, you know, your VA, hiring your team, hiring, you know, investing in ads so that you've got a constant flow of new leads coming into your business is a no brainer. But it's going to happen a lot sooner when you establish your brand authority around one signature process within a high ticket program. And like I say, that program will be selling with so much more ease when you know who it is for and what problem it's solving. And like I say, what language are people using? So let's go back to the divorcee example. You know, if I, you know, if if I were to be seeing an advert saying, get some inner peace, and I was, and I am going through a divorce, um, but if I was in those earlier stages where it felt significantly more raw, again, it wouldn't speak to me. If it said inner peace for divorcees, again, it probably wouldn't speak to me or I wouldn't trust it. I'd be like, you don't know what my life is like. Do you think I can get in a piece? No, I'm just surviving this right now. So this is where we really need to understand the language that your ideal client is using around their problem. And because when we use that language, that's when they will pay attention. So if instead it said something along the lines of, you know, how to, how to trust men again, how to feel safe falling in love again, how to navigate co-parenting, with, you know, whatever it is, but when we can be more specific, 
that not only makes it more tangible, but it creates that trust because it's like, oh, you do know what I'm thinking right now. And by the way, this this was me racking my brains for where I was <laughs> back then. So I'm not being overly specific, but it's mainly just to make that point that it's, you know, if you're expecting them to reach your levels of awareness and you're already failing, you need to meet them at their level of awareness. So you bring them in with what they know they want. And on the other side of that, it may be that you're then giving them what they need. So for example, if you work in the subconscious space, if you say, help you with your subconscious thought patterns to help you feel better about divorcing, again, going back to that same pattern, that same example, you know, then, and apologies if anyone's going through a divorce going, oh, don't mention it again. <laughs> but you know, if, if you, you know, mention those things, a lot of people again will be like, oh, I don't need that. What I really need is a break. I need some more time away from my, you know, like I need some time with my kids where I'm not stressing about bills or where we're going to live or arguing with my ex. You know, they, they won't, they won't buy into it. Okay. So you need to kind of, like I say, with your marketing, bring them in with what they want by speaking their language. Once they're in your space, once you've shown that you really understand where they're at, then you can introduce them to your unique vehicle towards the transformation they desire, no matter what that vehicle looks like. But you do need to understand where their mind is at. You do need to understand where their hesitations or frustrations or objections are at. So again, you can meet them head on. I mean, I imagine you might have chuckled slightly at the example I gave around subconscious, you know, transformation and what they really need. When we can say, this is what you feel like you really need, and this is what, you know, but when you can meet that head on, then people will pay attention, okay? People will start to trust you because they'll know that you're not speaking some language that's totally foreign to them. So that was like the biggest, most elaborated version of number one. Points number two and three are gonna be significantly shorter. So points number two is now you're clear on who it is you're helping and the transformation you wanna give them. You need to be thinking about your program design. The really important thing is when it comes to communicating your program design, you want your client to be able to think it as easy as A, B, C. So what I mean by that is do not create some really overly complicated curriculum. It will not impress anyone. Nobody will look at that and think, wow, she's so intelligent. All they will think is, I haven't got time for that. Or I'm confused by this. I'm not doing it. Okay. So it's really important to be able to really clearly explain our process. And it's also really important. I'm going to talk more about um, the format of your program next. But to begin with, you know, with your program design, it's just really important to understand that you make up the rules, okay? There'll be so many people out there going, oh, it needs to be entirely passive. And other people like I do saying, actually, I prefer the hybrid model where you combine group coaching alongside pre-recorded, easy to digest, well-delivered content. But ultimately, you will know what your clients want. Again, when we lead with point number one, which is really knowing who it's for, that's when you'll create something that people actually are bite, you know, biting your hand off for. So point number three is determining the format and duration, deciding on the format of your group program, whether it'll be conducted through live webinars, video lessons, downloadable resources, or a combination. And you know, do set a reasonable duration for the program, balancing the depth of the content with your participants' time constraints. So again, one of the things that's really important to think about is, no, most people do not want to spend eight hours a week learning your group program content, okay? Um, you know, back in 2020, when we're all stuck at home, twiddling our thumbs with little to do, that stuff was massively appealing. It's not anymore. People want the minimum viable method. Again, you know, this isn't a blanket rule that applies to absolutely everything. Your client matters and you'll know what they want most. You know, if you are providing some kind of coaching certificate, in that case, maybe they will want eight hours of content a week. So obviously do apply this, you know, use your own logic to understand whether this is relevant to you or not. But for the majority of coaches creating their first group coaching program, 
one of the things I'm regularly having to highlight to my clients is no, people do not want that much information. Please wind it back. So there we have it, guys. I feel like I've kind of went into point one so much that I've kind of breezed slightly over points two and three. If you are interested in turning your group program into an evergreen business model, there is a beautiful freebie, the Evergreen Roadmap, which will help you understand how you can take your group program and be filling it year round without live launching. Highly recommend it, obvs. So do go download it if you are interested in going that way. Otherwise, stay tuned for next week where you will be hearing part two on the seven steps that will help you create a high ticket, profitable group program. And, you know, as always, if you have any questions, come on over to Instagram and find me at Polly Lavarello. Shoot me a DM. I'm available for it. I also offer free 20 minute consultations where I help you diagnose any bottleneck in your business and figure out the next three steps required to help you get to where you want to in your business. And at the moment, as we are approaching the end of August, I do have good capacity for them and it does tend to get used up in the beginning of September. So if you've had your eye on having a conversation with me about how you can improve your business, now is the time to reach out. Anyway, I'll be in yours next week with part two. See you then.